Well, hello and welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm Teresa Grodi. And we're back with another extraordinary conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. Good to be with you guys again. We've oh, we had some fun episodes recently. Yeah. Family <laughs> and work and board games and novenas and other stuff. Yeah. Today we'll talk about sin. Talk about sin today. Sin. Babe. Next time we're talking about UFOs and I accidentally <laughs> put on my it UFO makes, shirt. Dang it. <laughs> so now you'll see it twice. Which is so important to me. Here's here's what I wanted to talk about today. Like I was thinking about this. And a lot of times these topics are just coming out because uh, not th- because I never because I think I'm an expert in them, mostly because they're just something that I'm working through and thinking through myself. And what I've been thinking about lately, one of the things is just how I, I think one of them, sometimes you ask the question, like, have I grown in my spiritual life? Right. And sometimes it, it's a it's a good topic, you know, amongst I think spiritual directors and with with ourselves, with other people in our reading, is thinking like, do I am I setting up as a right metric um, whether or not I'm growing? Sometimes we we think, oh well, you know, if I'm growing in my spiritual life, it means I should never be sinning anymore. And like, well, we'd expect to see some improvement, perhaps, but I think we can set up wrong metrics. Well, here's I think a right one. I think one good metric, one good point of growth we should expect to see in our spiritual lives if we're praying and if we're we're, you know, approaching the sacraments and we're, you know, we're repenting of our sins and we're, we're moving forward. I think actually one of the things that happens is that we get better at how we see and how we respond to and react to our own sins and failings and weaknesses. So what do I mean by this? I, I think, you know, a mark of an immaturity in the spiritual life, and we all have this, none of us has, I don't think, departed this place, but you know, you, you make a mistake, you know, whether it's a habitual sin or whether, you know, you, you, you fly off the handle and you yell at your kids or something like that, whatever, is that, well, I like to say that temptations kind of come in twos. There's the temptation to the thing itself, you know, the, the thought, the word, the action, or the failure to act, you know, that's the sin. But there's always the secondary temptation that comes on its heels. And that is, you know, the devil whispering in your ear, you know, well, you, you did it again. You screwed up. This is never going to get better. You know, and the temptation is to despair on the one hand. This is the two things I think that often happens in response to sin. There's the despair and the discouragement on the one hand. And then in response to that, there is a tendency to uh, an increase in pride. In other words, I messed up. And once I get over that, well, now I'm going to fix it all myself. I'm going to do even better this time. I'm going to pray even harder. I'm going to go even, I'm going to pray 10 novenas instead of the nine that I prayed and the novena of novenas that I prayed last time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it so hard and I'm going to fix myself. And when you say it like that, obviously it's obvious that the problem there that our sins can be, if we let them, they can be an, uh, an occasion for growing in vice, these vices of, of sloth, of despair, of pride, even, even in our repentance, you know, the question is, are we, are we going deeper in relationship with God or in self-reliance or are our sins as regrettable as they are? And and sin is real. There's no denial. Sin is, is real. It's wrong. It needs to be repented of. We need to be healed of it. But are we getting better at, 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 um, once we've made a mistake as using that as an opportunity for greater conversion, for greater humility, for greater trust. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've, I've seen in my life, I've wrestled with. I think I've gotten a tiny bit better at just because I've, I've recognized how often in the past I've fallen to those, those temptations to respond to my own sin 
with despair or and or and doubling or down or doubling down on pride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, both of those reactions are not a true icon of the God you supposedly believe in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the one. Can you remind me of what those two are again? Cause I'm talking about blank. <laughs> well, like broadly speaking, sort of a a, a despair or slow, mm-hmm. sloth or pride, and there's yeah. there, there's so a like, connection between those and two. All yeah. like a God that is infinitely merciful. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're despairing, a God that is infinitely merciful, and then if you're like doubling down, a God that is like infinitely absent. <laughs> you know, and it all like you know practical atheism, like it all comes down to me to be able to right this wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think we often see this in family life and we, we even wrestle with it a little bit in our relationship because when you're married, suddenly you've got a witness to all your faults, Oof. right? Yeah. So you, you mess up in family life and the temptation to pride is like doubled or tripled because now you, it's not just me and God watching. Mm-hmm. It's like me and this person who's a witness to my life all yeah. the time. Like it, you never really realize how narcissistic you are. Mm. Until you're now sinning in front of another person for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I like I remind myself yeah. of Dante's description of the devil in hell stuck in one frozen place because his wings are flapping the cold air so bad that's like keeping him frozen. Yeah. You know, like that's what I feel like in marriage. Not hang- <laughs> <laughs> Oof. My, no. my sin, that's what my sin feels like <laughs> yeah, to me because it. now it. it's like Oh, right. This person is who, like, who my salvation is coming through now, because that's my vow. Right. That's now God's method for my getting to heaven. Mm-hmm. Is that all of this has to be laid bare yeah. in front of Him and vice versa? And it, it that is like rough. Right. Yeah, and it, it's part of how marriage is this is this. Um, I don't want to say this like a beaker. Who do you say like a, a test tube? No. The, it, you're, you're going to be in this A marriage, clear vessel. <laughs> this duel to the death. That's what Justin called it. <laughs> like you're either going to break bad. You're either going to go double down on your pride and go inward or you're going to be opened up. And when you, when you make a mistake and you're, and, and you're, and you're, and you're married, you have a, you have a witness to it. Again, you're either, the temptation really is to double down. Like, like again, I think I have this all the time. We have this all the time in our marriage. Like I make a mistake, I snap at a kid or whatever. And the temptation is so great to then get even more mad because I just, yeah. I know that I have a witness yeah. and you're seeing it, I'm feeling judged, whatever. And so like our response to our sin, it's like, there's this, there's this clear divergence there. Like either we're going to double down on humility and true repentance and trusting more in God. Cause like, this is what's going to happen. Like I'm a weak person. So like, we're going to go that direction or we're going to go the other direction, which is this, it's interesting because the on the that this side, the vicious side, the vice side, pride, in other words, self-love, this disordinate self-love, and despair, the self-loathing, are kind of connected, mm-hmm. right? They kind of feed each other. It's because yeah. you you're tempted to despair that you double down on pride, right? Like I I I can't go there. So I'm gonna scramble really hard to make things better on my own, you know, uh, on my own power and 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 wisdom. This self-love and self-loathing are kind of this reciprocal. Because yeah, you hate the thing, thing that you've been created to be. Right. Whether or not your response to that is, I'm going to be my own thing, or whether or not your response to that is, 
I'm just not going to do that thing that I see that yeah. I've been created to be yeah. and sloth away. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why humility is the remedy to both of those. I'm, I'm the best at that. <laughs> you got the humility award? I just, thought Dr. Ray Randy was still the holder of that I down the humility award. Oh, that's that's Dr. why. Ray that's why he keeps winning it. it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked to him Sorry. for a while. Um <laughs> Have to call into his radio show sometime soon. Say hello. See how he's doing. Anyway, Gordy, humility. All right. Okay. So let's yeah. Go, going back to like so our response to our own sin, right? Um, again, there's always that temptation. I think when we when we make a mistake, when we sin, when we fail, that secondary temptation is then always to then double down to to give into despair, to give into this feeling of hopelessness. You know, how could God forgive me? This is going to keep happening over and over again. I'm never going to get out of this. And then the response to that to be this, no, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it all myself. I'm going to, I'm going to try extra hard. And when we do that, um, we're just setting ourselves up for mm -hmm. failure. We're kind of spinning our wheels because ultimately what, this is the key, what gets us into sin in the first place is, a, is ultimately a failure of faith, hope, and charity a failure of trust in God, a failure of relationship with him. It's when we've taken our eyes off of Jesus, mm -hmm. that's when we sink in the water like, like St. Peter. And so if we sin and then our response to sin is to trust ourselves more, to hold tighter to our own things, to, to take our eyes off Jesus and try harder of, of our own strength to fix things, mm -hmm. we're just setting ourselves up to sin again. I think the Instagram algorithm has this, well, maybe not the algorithm, maybe the creators of the algorithm have this figured out mm. because in we had an episode recently called pendulums yeah, and how yeah. not to just react to social media influencers but i i think that um sorry uh let me reframe let me redo this and we can cut this out sure. <laughs> um so what i've noticed about instagram is that a lot of the women in particular, I guess I don't, I don't, your feed looks totally different than my feed when you're on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, it's all men stuff and yeah. mine is all like women, yeah, the algorithms boss men. ladies or something like that. Yeah. But it's like the, 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 the thing is to, the, the way to get your people to react to your post is to constantly be being, showing them how they're in a state of failure without saying it. Okay. But that this is how you get out of that state of failure. Right. And it's the, it's like this constant, like, and, and you feel it when you look at it, you're like, yeah, my life sucks. I mean, look at me. I'm just sitting here scrolling, mm -hmm. doing nothing. My house isn't clean. This isn't, and oh, that's going to save me. And so you like have this reaction to what this person is proposing, but it's just a reaction. Like it's not actual growth and virtue. It's not actually right. growing when you've sinned, yeah, you're just like, it's in, it's almost like in this constant state of you're sinful, you're sinful, you're sinful, you're sinful, but it's not, it's not explicitly said, yeah. which is what makes it so tricky, yeah. you know, of like, well, this person's, this person's cleaning routine, that's gotta be it because I'm in such a state of horrible sinness yeah. that this person's cleaning routine is going to get it for I, me. This person's homeschooling yeah. routine, this person's organization routine, yeah. this, and clearly this is all like lady Instagram that they show me, <laughs> they just show me, I get on it. They know. Hopefully it's not too insensitive of a term. I've used it before, but like the, the binge purge cycle. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, where are we going here? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, it, it's a helpful term because we all 
have something in our life that we're tempted to binge on. Mm-hmm. It may not be food, it may be drink, it may be media, it may be information, it may be, it may be gossip. It beating yourself up. It may be self-improvement, right? Oh, yeah. I'm just getting all this stuff. And the thing is, the, the problem with even those things when they're when they're good is that we're 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 going on our own feelings, like we're, mm-hmm. we're giving into passion. And the problem is, so again, the the point, the relevance to this topic is that when we make a mistake, when we when we crash and burn, you know, in some area of our life, the temptation is to respond with equal and opposite passion, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've crashed and burned, we ate way too much, so the next day now we're gonna we're gonna react with equal and opposite passion for doubling down on our diet. Mm. And the, again, the problem there is that if, if, you're, if you're staying on this track of passions swinging back and forth, mm-hmm. then you're just becoming more and more a person of passion. And so that cycle only gets more intense. And so like, again, the reaction to your sin, if you, if you make a mistake, you know, you, you, you know you, whatever the sin is in your life, the mistake that you make, if you do it and then you allow yourself to get on this track of feeling bad about it and then acting out of your feelings, mm-hmm. you're just staying on this track of feelings. Yeah. And, and part of it, the whole life of virtue is to get off that track and to turn to God yeah. and to act in accord with what's true, not with what your feelings are. Yeah. And I think that the first, and, and this is something that I think a spiritual director would give you, hmm. has given me. Okay. And I think it's the right response hmm. is that when you sin mm-hmm. and you realize it, don't do anything like, sorry, just, <laughs> sorry. Don't smack your microphone and make it bro- broken. Yeah. Um, just don't do anything. Stop. Stop. Don't react. Don't just don't. don't. Make big sweeping changes just in your life. Stop. Just, you know, like, and this is, this is the thing that finally got me to like there was a point where I went through a bunch of postpartum depression mm. that built bad habits. Mm. So I can blame some initial anger on the postpartum depression, but then it was very obvious to me that I was stuck in those habits of reactions. Mm. And one of them was just like flying off the handle and screaming mm. to the point where like I was scared of my actions. Mm. Like I was scared of what I would do when I would get mad. And the thing that stopped that was simply not reacting, mm. not reacting out of my shame. You know, now oh, I've I already see. ruined these kids. Yeah. I've already ruined another day. John Mark, mm. you're, you have never once said to me, what have you done all day? You've <laughs> never once said to me, the house could be cleaner. Never even implied that. Like you're the kind of person who just like walk over mess all day. And in, in a happy, jovial way, <laughs> not like in a slobbish kind of way. So it's like, I would never have any reason to be like, oh my gosh, John Mark's almost home. And what have I done all day? That's all my own guilt. Mm. And so situations like that would just be like a reaction and I would react on whoever was there, you know, like the neighbors are going to call if the dog's barking for more than three barks outside, like crazy reactions. And the way that I got it under control, I mean, I still sin, right? Like, but like the way that I was able to stop that habit was just to simply stop reacting. Yeah. And, and my spiritual director was like, what does that look like in the scenario? And I was like, just staring at the poop on the wall, <laughs> like just staring, nothing else. I'm doing nothing else. I am just standing there. And he's right. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Which is, you know, it's just like, it's common sense, human wisdom. And we have the Daniel Tiger show teaching the kids, right? When you feel so mad that you're going to roar, take a deep breath and count yeah. to four. And the, the, there's a, it's, the reason why that works is just because oftentimes what we need to do before we 
before we act, we need to stop reacting. You have to pause and make the space for, you know, for your reason to catch up mm -hmm. and for you to make a decision about how you're yeah. going to act rather than just reacting out yeah. of passion. And, and again, we've talked about that before, but today we're specifically talking about how, you know, like we, maybe we think about that with response to other people, like how mm -hmm. this person did or something happened and I don't want to overreact to that. But I think maybe we don't always recognize the way that we do that in response to our own sins. When I make a mistake, when I do something again, or I fly off the handle or, or you know, or just any weakness emerges in myself, sometimes our reactions to yeah. that in ourselves, those are the real destructive yeah. things that keep because us from growing. Because that's when the devil is ready. Mm. Okay, the sin's already committed. So how can he get you more? Right. And he comes in with the, the voice of the accuser. Yeah. You know, and who, I don't know what saint said it. I'm sure a saint said it. Yeah. But like God calls you by name. Yeah. And the devil calls you by your sin. Yeah. So like he's the, the voice Ooh, of God yeah, always like that and one, the yeah. voice of the devil are there after you've sinned. Yeah. And one <laughs> will give you peace and forgiveness and mercy Yeah, and another chance. And the other one will make you feel like you are unforgivable. Yeah. I was thinking about, um, you know, none of this is to minimize sin, right? Part, part of what we want to do here is we want to think rightly about our sin, not think passionately about our sin, not react to it, not to have our thinking uh, swayed like by like an orphan who's going to get hit no, in the we, head. We want to receive from <laughs> God through the church. We want to receive a true estimation, a true view of what our sin is. And there's the both and there. That, you know, sin really is bad. It's really terrible. It's really, you know, destructive. It's, it is really death. It, yes. it really is death. Yeah. But God really is mercy. God really is love. God really is. I, I was thinking, this occurred to me last year, thinking about like, what, what, what's the real danger of sin is not that God will stop forgiving us, right? Sometimes I think we think that maybe subconsciously, like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the time. Maybe God won't really forgive me anymore. And mm -hmm. we just know that's not true. We receive that truth from the church. Mm -hmm. But the real danger of sin is that we will stop wanting to be forgiven, to be healed, right? That's yeah. the real danger. That that's that that <laughs> sin that will ultimately take us to hell is that time when we just I'm tired of apologizing. I'm tired. And, and again, back to this topic, that, where does that tiredness come from? It's that pride and despair, right? So when we sin and we give into that pride and despair, that's what tires us out. That's what wounds and numbs our heart. That's ultimately what's going to cause us to stop going back to God for mercy. Well, I don't think I don't. So it is, it's <laughs> yeah. a tiring rat race yeah. to live in sloth and live in pride. Yeah. But I think that the reason why we feel our tiredness mm. is because we don't know who God is. Mm. If we're continuously living in a state of pride yeah. or living in a state of sloth. Um, I, I was saying this the other day, that realizing like when, so my conversion came through a Marian apparition. And when you hang out with Marian apparition people, you hang out with a lot of saints, a lot of amazing, amazing people who are doing amazing things that are full of joy. Mm. But you also hang out with a lot of people who are terrified. Hmm. And they are clinging to every single esoteric thing that they can hear and trying to put them in to figure out what's coming next so that they can save themselves. Hmm. And that comes when you have really recognized the salvation of Jesus in your life. Jesus has, you were a wretch and you had one foot in hell hmm. and Jesus saved you. Right. And now you just want to look at Jesus and you just, you just want him because you know that around every corner, evil is there and you were in it. 
Okay. But that is still like the mindset that you are living in when you are newly converted and live and lifted out of that is like, mm. like you're an orphan who's been saved and brought back home okay, or brought back to, to uh, justification, whatever you want to call it, whatever. I'm not a theologian, but then for the rest of your life, you have the rest of your life. Now yeah. you have to learn who God is as father right. and living in his family, yeah. which means you're not this orphan who's always like, if I make a wrong turn, if I go somewhere, like I'm going to, like the devil's going to get me, the demon's going to get me. They're going to hear me and they're going to grab me. Yeah. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of this. Like we are pharisaical. We will not cross any of these lines rather than living as a adopted, truly adopted yeah. son or daughter of God, who is a God who is abundantly full of mercy and good gifts and good and care for you. Yeah. Those, it, it, and you, you have to get there with your life. You know, it's right? interesting. It reminds me of the, we've talked about like kind of God as the great iconoclast kind of idea mm. that, you know, yeah. one of my favorites. You know, we, you you can you can grasp on to your image of God and hold it too tightly and not be open to learning more about God, letting him reveal himself more to you. And in that scenario you described there, we can see why that can you know, one reason that that can happen, you know, that you you come from a life of of sin and and fear and you're afraid of falling backwards and mm -hmm. so you cling to God, but you start to cling to an image of God. Yeah. That isn't really him. Yeah. And so you're not able to move from the servile fear onto the filial yeah. love that God yeah. is calling you to. You're like still afraid where your next meal is going to come from. Right. Not realizing that you are now like the son or daughter of the king mm -hmm. of all creation. And he can right. give you anything at any yeah. point that he wants to. Yeah, you're that prodigal son who he expects when he goes back to the father that, oh my God, maybe, maybe, maybe if, if I'm, I'm really perfect. lucky, if I, maybe I can convince him to just let <laughs> yeah. me like live with the servants, you know, and just be a hired hand. I'm sure he won't accept me back as a son, but that's ridiculous, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what the prodigal son thinks. And the whole point of that parable is that, no, in reality, God is just waiting for him to just show up. Like he doesn't have to show up and do anything. He doesn't have to show up and, and earn, earn his way back into the family. He just has to show up and accept mm -hmm. God's mercy, and then all is made well. And so like that's that's the question, is that when we sin, the temptation is exactly what that prodigal son feels like. Oh, I can't go back. You know, how could God love me? Uh, this is just going to keep happening. I can never get out of it. Or, or, or in response to that, I have to work super hard. Then I can, I can earn it back. I can become good enough. I can become worthy again. Mm -hmm. And those are both wrong, and those are both going to lead back and keep you in sin. Mm -hmm. And the way out is, is humbly going to the Father and repenting. And what you discover there when you humbly, when you just humble yourself to the Father is you find forgiveness. You find mercy. You find like, oh, the problem in the first place was that I was relying on myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trusting in God's love and grace. I, I took my eyes off of Jesus. And so I sunk into the waves, right? So the, the point, again, with all this topic, the practical takeaway point is that like, I think one of the ways that we have to grow in the spiritual life is that we have to get better at when, when we do sin and we're gonna, we're gonna keep making mistakes. We can either sin again in despair and pride, or we can as quickly as possible turn that to repentance, to humility. We can say, you know, we can, as soon as we make a mistake, we can, we can turn to God. There I, there I go again, God, you know, silly me. I'm yeah. sorry. Please forgive me. I'm yeah. back. Right. 
we can turn, and, and, and it's funny, like think of the victory that, that, that we win with regards to Satan, you know, who mm-hmm. wants our destruction. Like we even take our sins and make them opportunities for repentance, yeah. for greater trust in God. So well, that, even as a parent, mm-hmm. when your kid, you know that they did it. Right. And they're lying themselves into like this little horrible, awful <laughs> existence, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, if you tell me the truth, bub, like it's going to be like, I would just appreciate the truth more. And then when they do tell you the truth, you have an opportunity to just be this icon of God that is like Oof. totally accepting, oh. totally loving. Thanks, buddy. You know, like let's, you know, let's clean this up together and, you know, do 40 jumping jacks or whatever the heck, but just like this, this total, ah, like embrace uh, of I'm such a bad parent. No, we do. We both do this and don't do this. Okay. Right, right, right. We have our moments. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah. Like if I can, if I can look at my son, I'm sorry, yeah. or daughter <laughs> and have this kind of reaction, yeah. God is like 10,000 times well, more. And, and that's a really, and I'm glad you made that connection because it actually it occurred to me the other day when I was wrestling with my own anger and my own fear and, you know, and parenting, trying to figure out how to wrangle kids on a particular day. It did occur to me that like, I have to remember those moments, the true, who God truly is. Right, because sometimes again, when I'm parenting, I'm I'm manifesting an image of God <laughs> that's not who He is. I'm I'm sort of projecting on my kids who I, in my temptation, in my despair, think that God is, but who I discover who He really is is He's got a mercy of love, a mercy and love, who's always you know ready. He just He just needs me to come to Him. I doesn't need anything, but, but yeah. We don't mean heresy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just waiting for us to to turn to him um, and accept his love, and I need to image that to my kids, right? I need to make sure that I'm not I'm not becoming my false image of God as a parent. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Yeah, awesome. Uh, cool. So, okay, I don't think that was anything else to say about that topic. As always, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, especially, we talked a lot around it a little bit, but you know, part of what got us thinking about this topic is always the context of marriage and family life, you know, about how it's one thing to think of these things in theory, but it's in family life, they're kind of up in your face, you know, (laughs) uh, your your own sins and how other people are seeing them and how you're reacting to them and how they're acting to you and all that kind of stuff. And so to talk it through, to tease it apart is helpful so that we can try to make just a little bit better decisions going forward. So... Yeah. Hey, ElevateOrdinary.com is where you can go to find past episodes of the show to kind of be uh, along for the ride in this continuing conversation. Uh, Information about the show, past episodes, uh, if you email ElevateOrdinary at gmail.com, we'll hopefully get that. Yeah, I'll check that email. if you get an error message, please leave us an (laughs) iTunes review telling us that there's an error message. Let us know what you think about this topic, you know, about the topic, you know, spiritual growth, you know, the metrics for growth. You know how you respond to your own sin, and how how in family life, you know, you you get better at, um, you know, dealing with the fact that you're a weak, sinful person, and you know, <laughs> not letting it drive you into despair or pride, but how you allow God to turn even your weaknesses, even your sins, into these opportunities for repentance and grace. So we'd love to hear what you think. Again, thanks for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. God bless. Talk to you again soon.